Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, fam? It is January 27th. I am your host, Nick. Welcome to Nick's Nerd News. Welcome, guys, as always. If you're new to the program, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Happy to have you here. If you've been listening, welcome back. Enjoy you guys staying here week after week, listening to me ramble on. I can, uh, you know, tend to go on tangents that you guys are probably all used to at this point. But hey, that's why you're here listening, isn't it? Anyway, again, thank you guys for stopping by. We have a doozy of a show because there is a lot of things rocking the gaming world this week. And wow, wow, that's for damn sure. I uh, also just want to make up make a point of of some things that we're going to talk about at the end of the show. So so stick stick with us today till the end. Um, there are some things that are going to be discussed. But before before we get too deep into the reads, talking about nothing, let's at least talk about something, shall we? And I promised you guys I would talk about Hitman this week. Unfortunately, I I can't, and that's because for some unknown reason, the game just took forever to install, and then an upgrade had to be put in, and then in the middle of that, I I decided to move all my games over to my other new hard drive that I purchased, and I I don't know what happened, but all the Hitman stuff just took a, a weekend to install and to upgrade, so... Unfortunately, and and another thing with that is I I got some other things going on in my personal life right now that I I don't want to bog down you guys with, but that's something we're going to talk about at the end of the show, but that's another reason I got a lot of things going on. I haven't been able to play as much as I normally would, but hopefully I will be able to talk about it on next week's show. I did get a little bit into it. It it plays nice and smooth. The graphics are really nice. Uh, it seems to have have Hitman 1 and 2 integrated right into it as well, which is a little confusing when you're trying to play the game. And, like, the prologue and stuff is the same as, like, the Hitman 1 reboot. So it was like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. And I'm, I'm playing, and an, it's just like, why, why, um, why are they rehashing stuff? And I get it, because it's like an online service type deal, and the first one was episodic, and... I have both of them either from Game Pass or Games with Gold floating around or, or on sale, and I'll get to them eventually. I mean, I know it's a basic story. You don't need to, to have a whole lot going on, but but I, I hope to get into Hitman 3 here in uh, the next couple of days, so we will talk about it then. But I do apologize that, that I didn't have it ready to go this week like I had, had almost promised you last week. But no matter... A lot of things going on, but let's let's talk about the biggest story right now, and and it's racking the game world, it's racking the financial world, it's racking the entire, just like everywhere, because everyone is talking about it, places that you wouldn't expect to be talking about it, and you know what I'm talking about, and it and it's GameStop, okay, and for some reason, so I I don't totally know how to describe it too much. I'm, I'm not a financial guy, right? I am not, I am not the person you want 
is I'm not the best person to describe this. And it has to do with something about a short sale, which is a, a, in, a like a financial term when like a hedge fund company will sell first off fuck hedge funds. And I get why this is happening, but at the same time, it's, it can send ripples throughout the rest of the markets, which is not the greatest thing either. But the GameStop stock has surged from like $18 last week up to now today, as of closing bell, over $300, right? That's a 600% increase. That's not normal. That's not safe. That's it's, it's artificial, right? And it, it had to do with, it's hard to explain a short sale, but a short sale is they dump stock to try and get it to, to unload, right? To, to try and make money off of it, hedge fund managers. But then the um, Wall Street bets, uh, I guess, Reddit group, I guess they, they took it upon themselves to take over the stock trading and, and buy the stock, which caused a massive surge in value. And like it got to the point today where Reddit was down and the, the surge on the, the GameStop stock was, 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 was part of the reason. And I, I, I don't, know how to describe all this and i urge you guys to like go to like cnbc or like fox business or bloomberg because they're going to be able to like explain it a little bit more and let me let me see if i can find a better article explaining this whole thing because i do not know how okay hedge fund titans losing billions to reddit traders running amok there you go. That's a Bloomberg title for you. So this is this is the artist article here. And anyway, basically a lot of people are saying it's it's called what's called a squeeze and hedge funds are ended up end up losing money on it cuz they're causing the shortfall and then all these technically amateur investors or people on Reddit are coming in and forcing the the price to go up and and it's all artificial, and it it's, could be signs of a bubble. And, and it's just a lot of crazy shit going on. And uh, they're starting to do it to AMC and possibly some other companies that, that are now expected to do it next. Legally, I can't give financial advice. I'm not going to say what to buy. I don't think it's smart to buy. Personally, I would look at what a lot of professionals are saying online. And maybe if you have a money guy, talk to them about it. But it, it it's... A dangerous game to be playing right now with what they're doing. the The legality of it is 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 questionable, and yes, it's going after hedge funds, which are not the greatest things and don't make any fucking sense to me. They're all fugazi, fugazi, you know, in the air kind of bullshit. But you know, it 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 it's something to be wary of. I will say this, and stock. Com- stocks don't normally go up over a thousand percent in a in a month, you know, and it's interesting for sure to keep your eye on it. And other companies might have this happen too. It's just be wary and don't do anything rash. Just I would look at what the experts say before you do anything like that, and and talk to someone who knows what they're talking about. Because I don't, I don't claim to know it. 
I just see what I can read about and it looks not right and it looks fishy as fuck. And I get it because hedge funds suck, but but at the same time, it's like, I don't like what this is and I don't like what it causes and it can cause other problems, like a ripple effect. But it's wild. It's wild to see what's going on right now at GameStop and a lot of people are like, oh, it can fa- save the company. Like, no, no, it's not going to fucking save the company. Don't, don't. Don't think that. This is all artificial, and we don't know if this will stick. Because what's going to happen is all these fucking people are going to sell all their shares, and then it's going to be worthless again. So we'll see. We'll see what happens for sure, but who knows. Uh, Gabe Newell was being interviewed. You know, the god of gaming, Gabe himself. God has spoken. And he says that Valve has more games coming in the pipeline, but doesn't have anything announced yet. He was speaking with New Zealand's One News. I guess he must live in New Zealand because he's been doing a lot of press over there. And he said a lot of games... uh, He said, quote, We definitely have games in development that we're going to be announcing. It's fun to ship games. End quote. That's it. Yeah, I guess he also talked about Half-Life Alex, And I guess they want to keep working on uh, single-player titles. Who knows what's going to happen. And he said, quote, going to be announcing, unquote. So maybe sooner rather than later. Who knows? But Valve doesn't really put games out often. But more are coming soon. So that's something to be happy about, huh? Shall we? Shall we? Huh? Huh? Anyway, do you guys know who Peter Moore is? I hope you do. Peter Moore is one of the most influential people in gaming history. The man was in charge at Sega during the Dreamcast era. He was second in command at at Xbox, second or third. He is famous for when they announced Halo 2 for showing off a Halo 2 tattoo with the release date on 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 his arm. No confirmation if it's still there. He he ran EA Sports forever. Uh, he ultimately left the gaming industry for quite a while to go work for Liverpool FC. And now, Peter Moore is back in the gaming industry. This time he's going to be heading up, uh, at uh, being in, over, in charge over at the Unity Game Engine company. So if anything, this is this is big news for gaming. Peter Moore, Peter Moore is a, a beloved gaming icon and a genius and he'll help them a lot. But Peter Moore is back in the gaming world and that's always a good thing. Let's see how it goes. Uh, we also had a showcase on Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village this this past week. And a lot of new things were announced. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, so it was the Capcom's Resident Evil Showcase of 2021. And we got a release date for Village, or 8, however you want to call it, plus a demo. The game will release on May 7th, 2021 for PS5, Series S and X, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. A demo will come out later this year. There's an exclusive one on PS5 right now called the Maiden Demo, uh, which I guess is coming later. We got gameplay of it. Resident Evil Reverse was announced, and that is a multiplayer game, and I guess it will be free for anyone who purchases Village, and it will have beta testing available soon. Uh, there is going to be a crossover with the Division 2. You can actually get a Leon Kennedy outfit for the Division 2 for the 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary of the original uh, Resident Evil game. 
And that you can get in February between the 2nd and the 15th. There's a special game or event going on in the game. Uh, we got more information on the Resident Evil movie, of course, the reboot. And that will be coming out in TV uh, and a lot of things. So it's it's a lot of new stuff was announced at that, that showcase. It is available online to watch. I think it was like an hour or something. But that's available to watch if you guys are want to see more and more stuff on Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village. Uh, also got some word this week about uh, Apple is making a VR headset. And it's apparently very expensive. So this is according to Bloomberg. Their first VR headset, uh, quote, one headset per day per retail store is what they're expecting to sell on it, unquote. Um, Bloomberg also notes that it's supposed to be available as early as next year. It will be meant for gaming, videos, and communicating, so not everything. It's supposed to be super niche, but super expensive, hence hence the maybe they sell one a day. And they want to make sure they get it right before they come out with some kind of AR, so uh, augmented reality headset, which is would be like glasses, which is kind of what Google Glass was trying to go for. It's what Microsoft um, HoloLens does. Like that's That's the whole point of it. Uh, it's supposed to be a standalone device, but no, no word yet on how that's going to come out or when it comes out. They are looking to have the VR headset first and then an AR headset next, and that's all per Bloomberg, surprisingly. Bloomberg's been talking more and more about gaming, and that's also thanks to them hiring Jason Schreier, formerly of Kotaku. But another scandal plagued the gaming world last week, and that was Microsoft. And they decided to announce a practically 100% increase on Xbox Live Gold. And obviously their, their reasoning behind that was they were trying to push people towards Game Pass Ultimate, which technically is a better deal, but you know a lot of people can't buy into that or it's, or it's not worth the time to them. But uh, granted, it includes gold and, and things like that. And they ultimately ended up reversing course after a major, major, major blowback on online from everyone in the community. And, you know, they haven't raised the price in 10 years, surprisingly. But the biggest jump, and it, it, this was not going to affect existing subscribers. I just want to point that out. They made a point to that. This was not going to affect people who already renewed for a year or or six months, but six month pricing was going to go to sixty bucks, and the one year pricing was going to go to like one eighty. So that that's what it was going to be. So it was uh, one month would go to ten ninety nine, so a dollar increase, or it'd be one hundred twenty. Sorry, one hundred twenty for a year, which if you pay monthly already is pretty much what you're paying. Uh, three months would go to twenty ninety nine, twenty nine ninety nine. Six months to fifty nine ninety nine, and uh, one year to one twenty, which is a massive, massive, massive increase. And of course, people lost their shit. Ultimately, leading to them totally reversing course the same day. Like they didn't even wait a couple days; they straight up did it the same fucking day. And with that came a lot of changes because people were pissed because. A lot of games that are free to play still require Xbox Live Gold when you don't need that on, on other platforms, especially PC. You don't pay for a service 
on PlayStation. You don't have to have PSN Plus to play games that are play uh, free to play games. And Microsoft ended up announcing that they're going to do that too and make changes. And they 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 turn their back. Their full statement. This was on Xbox Wire. Says quote. We messed up today, and you were right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we failed to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. Free-to-play games will truly be free, and you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. If you're an Xbox Live Gold member already, you stay at your current price for renewal. New and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same prices they pay today. In the US, $9.99 for one month, $24.99 for three months, $39.99 for six months, and $59.99 for retail 12 months. Uh, Unquote. Phil Spencer even went out and said, uh, quote, Apologies for all the angst and emotion this caused today for our customers. As always, we appreciate the feedback. This is a good learning opportunity for us, and we will learn for it, unquote. That's pretty crazy for them to do. And obviously, you know, they want to be like the most gamer-friendly, and 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 doing things like that is not gamer-friendly and not consumer-friendly. And it, it I think they realized that after, like, there was a huge, massive uproar. But it's nice to see them reverse course and then even make a, a big change that wasn't even really talked about. It's just when they realized, oh, we're not doing things that the people want. And it's, it's good on them to reverse course. It's also not good of them to, to see what they did. And granted, they're, they're a company, right? You can't, you can't entirely fault them. Um, if, it, if it wasn't like a pandemic year and people weren't like out of work everywhere, I'd, I don't think it would have caused as much of an uproar and and it, it just it's a very unfortunate thing and it's it's interesting to see how it happened and how it played out and like I said I pay monthly so I'm not it didn't really affect me and I, I can I, I can see where other people might have had an issue granted I, I feel like people don't pay full price for those those cards anyway I always see them on sale so I I don't I don't know I just I get it and I don't get it and I'm I see both sides I just I'm I'm not a I don't have a horse in that race. So I, I really, I don't know what to make of it. Because I, like I said, I see both sides and I understand both sides. But speaking of Xbox Live Gold, we have had an announcement of what games are coming to Games with Gold next month in February for Xbox users. So if you don't have Game Pass, Gears 5 will be available to download as a Games with Gold for the entire month of February. Smart move by them because it's one of the best games to show off the capabilities of the Series X. Uh, the uh, Resident Evil HD remake will be available from the 1st through the 28th. Dandara will be available from February 16th to February 15th, or March 15th. And then, hey, look at this, huh? Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. Yes, the Xbox original Indiana Jones game, which we casually mentioned uh, last week or the week before will be available from February 1st through the 15th through backwards cap- ca- uh, compatibility. So those are your games with gold for February. Then over on the PlayStation side, uh, we have, uh, these will be available February 2nd. Destruction All-Stars, the new PS exclusive, 
Uh, that will be available through April, actually. So that, that will be available for quite longer. It reminds me of when Rockstar Table Tennis was a Games with Gold for like six months straight a few years back, if you guys remember. Um, but that will be available through April. You can get Control Ultimate Edition on PS4 and PS5. That's a nice thing to hear, since if you have regular control like me, you have to pay to get the Ultimate Edition, which includes the enhancements. And then also Concrete Genie. So those are your PSN Plus games for February 2021. And, oh, you know what? Sorry, I forgot a game on, on Xbox Live. There's actually five games. Um, games with Gold will also include Lost Planet 2 from February 16th through the 18th, and that's a Xbox 360 backwards compat game. So that was that was it. There was five games on Xbox. Gears 5, Resident Evil, Dandara, Indiana Jones, The Emperor's Tomb, and Lost Planet 2. Sorry, excuse me. Anyway, uh, Activision has been making some changes with some of its, its uh, internal studios. And it has merged Vicarious Visions with Blizzard. Now... That doesn't make any sense because I thought they were Activision Blizzard. But Vicarious Visions, like they've made the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. They've been around a long time. They worked on the Guitar Hero games. And uh, this is per gamesindustry.biz. So about 200 people are now going to be employees of Blizzard. Uh, and quote, fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and initiatives, unquote. So I guess they're not going to be working on other things. They will not be creating games as a lead developer anymore either, which is kind of shitty. Um, it also says, quote, After collaborating with Vicarious Visions for some time and developing a great relationship, Blizzard realized that there was an opportunity for Vicarious Visions to provide long-term support. Unquote. So they're becoming a support studio now. That's never good to hear, especially when a studio has done really good work. But the new rumor is that they are going to be working on a Diablo 2 remake. Yes, Diablo 4 is still in development, but they are going to be making a remake of Diablo 2. In the vein of, I'm guessing, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2 or the uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Um, this hasn't been confirmed. This is, again, per Bloomberg. Look at that. They're, they're dropping the big stories. Well, they got Master Rumor Mill... Master of Rumors, however you want to call him, Jason Schreier, who's got his finger on the pulse of every gaming company. Dude's got spies everywhere. He's like not like Littlefinger, he's like uh, Varys on Game of Thrones. But if if he reported, I, I don't know. But I guess it was it was already on in work, and it was being made by their Team One, which is at their Irvine location. And the other problem is their Warcraft Three Reforged fucking failed spectacularly but it'll be interesting to see if vicarious visions ends up really working on the diablo 2 remake and how that turns out in the future we'll see how that 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 uh that all plays out and i'm not done talking about jason schreier but it's possible and according to him a new knights of the old republic game is in development star wars kotor but it's not being made by EA, it's not being made by Bioware, which, again, they don't own the rights, that's still owned by Lucasfilm and Star Wars, and this was reported by Video Game Central and Reset Era, uh, but, quote, 
This is that, quote, we'll never guess who the studio is that's making this game, unquote. Also, quote, amongst my digging, I heard there is a Knights of the Old Republic project in development somewhere. I talked to a couple of people and also found that Jason Schreier said that it's not with EA and will never guess who the studio is that's making the game. Uh, they went on to say then on, uh, un, uh, unquote there, uh, Sh- Schreier, of course, has talked about it on Reset Era and Twitter and also said, quote, uh, this is Wushu Studios' Nate Nadja on, not, on Reset Era said, quote, it's not as mysterious as you think. It's just not a household name most people are aware of, unquote. Which makes me very interested to see who's making it. So remember, the first game, of course, was Bioware and EA. And that team went on to make Mass Effect and everything like that. But Knights of the Old Republic 2 was made by Obsidian, who was independent at the time. So, it is not uncommon for the... Or it's it's there isn't a precedent for it to have to be made by Bioware. It can be made by another studio, um, and and you know what? let me correct it. I I said Jason Schreier earlier with with VGC, but that was a Bulletin Bespin, a, a, a podcast and things like that, who had broken the news. But it's possible we be we may be getting a new Kotor announcement soon, but no no idea of when it might be released, and. This is a big story out of Japan, but Konami recently announced a major restructuring and it had to do with their production departments, which led people to think that their gaming division was being like killed off and they, they had to say out, they, they provided a statement to IGN and they said, quote, the announcement made refers to an internal restructure with production division being consolidated we have not shut down our video gaming division. And this is really funny that people thought Konami was closing down their gaming division. Uh, they also said, quote, the division supervised the production departments which develops the games, unquote. Also said, quote, the production departments will report directly to upper management, allowing them to respond quickly to the market, unquote. I guess they think it will help them make games faster by consolidating and removing, I guess, a middleman. I don't know how Konami works. They're not uh, they're not exactly top tier anymore, especially after they decided to part ways with Kojima and then put out a really shitty Metal Gear Survive game that tarnished the legacy of Metal Gear Solid, if you ask me. But who knows what the future holds for Konami, that's for sure. Uh, also got word that WB Interactive or Warner Brothers Games or whatever you want to call them, the people that make that Warner Brothers owns that makes games, so like NetherRealm Studios, uh, Avalanche, Monolith, things like this. Well, a, a new report, and they put out this themselves, says, quote, heavy focus on live service, unquote. This is an internship advert that the company posted, looking to hire people. And they said, quote, this new section says, quote, WBIE, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, is currently involved in a variety of new projects, ranging from casual games to core games featuring our well-known franchises on all platforms, consoles, digital, mobile, with a heavy focus on live service, unquote. So, this is a big thing, because a lot of live service games have just fucking crashed and burned. I'm looking at you, Anthem, and I'm looking at you, Marvel's Avengers, right? 
These are not looter shooters. These are not uh, like like Destiny, but they are grind fests, which they're supposed to be. They're supposed to have longevity and not be a fucking failure at launch, right? Yes, they're supposed to be not have as much content, but they're not supposed to be bare fucking bones. Hopefully, this doesn't mean the upcoming Harry Potter film. Hopefully, this doesn't mean another Lord of the Rings film. I or game game. I'm talking about film. Hopefully this, the Harry Potter game isn't live service, and hopefully they don't tarnish some of their other ones with as live service. That's, that's all I hope for. That's all I really hope for. Um, also got news about I, IO Interactive's James Bond game, which they just recently announced. The head of the studio was being interviewed, of course, with the launch of, of Hitman 3, which props to them, they actually made all their development costs back pr fairly quickly, which means a good big launch for the, for them, well-deserved. But uh, they did say that their 007 game will not be based on any of the films or any of the previous actors. It will be an original story with their own Bond, and they are writing the story themselves, and he even said potential for a trilogy, so that, that's really good to hear. If, if we get a really good James Bond again, I'll, I'll be stoked, because I can't even remember the last time I played a good James Bond game or when a la the last one came out. It had to be on 360, maybe even PS2. I, I don't even remember at this point, but it's been a while since I've played a good, good James Bond game. Also this week, we finally got a release date for Biomutant, which was announced, oh, what, three, four years ago at this point? Uh, that game will fi finally release on May 25th, coming from THQ Nordic. Uh, we also got news from 343 Industries, the makers of Halo. Uh, they have announced that they will provide monthly updates on the progression on Halo Infinite and its de um, development as they near the end, as it was delayed almost a full year. Uh, and expect to see an update on their development this week. And hopefully we'll get flighting information soon for the beta testing, because they usually do a public flighting for multiplayer before the launch. Um, and, and speaking of Warner Brothers games a second ago, uh, and Lord of the Rings games, the Gollum, the Gollum, however you want to imitate that, will be delayed, unfortunately, until 2022. So do not expect anything uh, on that game until next year, which I suspect a lot of games might still be delayed into next year. Also, the Dice Awards are, are happening this week. That is, I guess, the Academy of Art, Interactive Arts and Sciences. And it's their 24th Annual Dice Awards, which take place... They're going to be virtual this year in April. And the full list of nominees, I'll just read a couple off. So, Outstanding Achievement in, anima in Animation, The Final Fantasy VII Remake, The Last of Us Part Two. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Spirit Farer. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Ghost Tsushima, Hades, which I'm rooting for on that. Great art style. Last of Us Part Two, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, outstanding Achievement in Character, you have Ivor from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You have Zagreus from Hades, Abby and Ellie from Last of Us Part Two. And My Miles from Miles Morales. Achievement in Oracle Original Music Composition. You have Carrion, Ghost of Tsushima, Little Orpheus, Ori and the Will of the Whips, and The Pathless. 
In audio design, you have Dreams, Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Part Two, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Achievement and Story of 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Ghost of Tsushima, which will probably win, Hades, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, and The Last of Us Part Two. And of course, oh, let's do Game of the Years, huh? Action Game of the Year, you have Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Nioh 2. Adventure Game of the Year, you have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, The Last of Us Part 2, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Family Game of the Year, you have Animal Crossing's New Horizon, which will probably win. Astro's Playroom, Dreams, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Fighting Game of the Year is EA Sports UFC 4, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Them's Fighting Herds. Never heard of some of these games. And Racing Game of the Year is Dirt 5 F1 2020 Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Role-playing Game of the Year, you have Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. And it goes on from there. But a lot of, of, of games there uh, nominated. But we won't know the winners, of course, until April. As I stated, that will premiere digitally in April. Moving on, CD Projekt Red has announced the official modding tools for Cyberpunk 2077 are out now. So if you want to go play around in that sandbox, now's your chance. I know people have already been modding it before, but these are the official modding tools, so that might help with some other things. Bethesda has announced a new expansion coming to Elder Scrolls Online. It is called Blackwood and takes place hundreds of years before Oblivion, which was Elder Scrolls 4. Also announced this week, and it's out now, Age of Empires 2 is getting a new expansion. Yes, you heard that properly, Age of Empires 2, when we're just about to get Age of Empires 4. That new expansion is available now, and it's called Lords of the West, and includes two new playable factions, the Burgundians and the the Sicilians. So my my people are being represented here in a game. Uh, And three new campaigns. So that is available as well. Uh, EA has also announced that the Skate sequel, or whatever the next Skate game will be, is being developed by their new studio, Full Circle. So this is an internal EA studio uh, that's been set up to make the next Skate game. No word yet on if that will be Skate 4, or a reboot of the franchise, or or what. Um, also, today, Netflix dropped a lot of news today. Uh, the first of which, and this will not be our first story about this subject matter, but Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is getting an anime series on Netflix, but it will actually serve as a sequel to the games. This will not tie in with the films, but it will serve as a sequel to the games. So yes, this is a Tomb Raider anime that is coming, and it will be a continuation of the game series, which I'm very, very excited to hear. I do love those games very much, and they are beautiful, and I can't wait to see what they do with an anime series. But our final gaming news this week, uh, AMD has announced that they expect shortages on their chipsets for PS5, the Xbox X Series X and S, and PC to continue until at least at least the end of the first half of the year. So expect that to go on for several more months. 
And this is reported by Tom's Hardware. AMD recently had their, their 2020 quarter four earnings call. And the director said, the president and CEO, I should say, said, quote, overall demand exceeded our planning, um, even though their revenue is up, end quote. Uh, they also said, quote, and so we do see some tightness through the first half of the year, but there's added capacity in the second half. And then as in terms of how we, how we think about these things, so f- for our full year annual guide, we do have a good visibility on both the demand side and the supply side, and that was the basis for the guidance across the businesses, unquote. So if you're having trouble finding a Series X or S, that is why, and it will probably be like that, like I said, for several more months as more people are still home and gaming is, is being spent more than ever. So expect there to be shortages which I'm sure you guys are all aware of as of now. But let's move on to TV. That was it for gaming this week. A lot of stuff going on in the gaming world, even though it's only January. It's usually a slow month in the gaming industry, but not so much this year, as there's been a lot of moving and shaking and other things over the past uh, you know, 12 months or so. But moving on to TV, uh, we got some Star Trek news. Kate Mulgrew was being interviewed. And of course was being asked about Star Trek Prodigy, the new animated show that she will be reprising her role of, of Cap- Captain Janeway. Uh, that show's coming to Nickelodeon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she did confirm that she will be reprising the role in Season 2 as well. So, here's to hoping that we're not we're getting Janeway in more than just animation. And I know it's nice to have her back, even though it's animated. But hopefully she'll she'll pop up somewhere in maybe Picard or... Somewhere else in the franchise, hopefully. Um, Moving on to to the Arrowverse here. The Flash season premiere has unfortunately been pushed back a week to March 2nd. As Superman and Lois will now have a two-hour premiere. The episode won't be two hours for Superman and Lois. But it it will include other things that make it a full two-hour premiere. Which means the Flash has to get pushed back a week unfortunately so now set your dvrs to march 2nd for that uh alan tiddick was being interviewed he plays k2so in rogue one uh, he's doing press tour for his new show resident alien on sci-fi but they asked him about k2so and if he will be in andor and unfortunately it seems like he is not in the show yet so he will be in the show, just not in season one, or at least K2SO will not be in season one of the show, which is rather unfortunate because he is honestly one of the best characters in Rogue One. So it sucks that he's not going to be there right away, but hey, maybe we'll get to see how how Cassian takes him over or like steals him from the Empire. Um... We also got confirmation that WandaVision does take place immediately after Avengers Endgame. Uh, and we'll be talking about Episode 3 in just a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and like how Wanda got into this situation and is w- Vision really back. So I can't wait to see how the, the rest of the season plays out. And another Game of Thrones uh, prequel spinoff show has, has been announced as in development. This time centered on the tales of Duncan Egg, or however they... It's about Sir Duncan the Wise, I think, and Aegon Targaryen the Fifth. Uh, so this would take place about 90 years before... About 90 years before the events of the show. 
And I, uh, that would probably be like a buddy comedy more than like a hardcore drama than anything. Um, also, so a lot of new TV shows news came out today, actually, of all things, or in the last few days. But Variety is reporting that a Harry Potter show may be in development from Warner Brothers for HBO Max. No word on setting or time period or anything like this, but the future of Harry Potter, like the future of Star Wars, may lie in television uh, if things don't go so well for the fi- uh, the films. On uh, speaking of HBO Max, Wonder Woman actually helped HBO Max double their subscribers. So if 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 they keep going with these movie editions, they might do pretty well as a as a streaming service. Um, and then today, today, from the Hollywood Reporter, that there are rumblings that HBO Max may be working on an animated Game of Thrones spinoff, of all things. I I don't know how this... It would have to be, like, that new anime on, like, Greek mythology on Netflix, or, like, Jendi Tartakovsky's Primal on HBO Max, because those are more adult-focused, and they have, like, blood and gore. It would probably have to be like anime, though. I don't think traditional American animation would not lend itself well to Game of Thrones in this particular instance. But I wonder how that would play out. I don't know how it would work. Like, would you go like cell shaded, like like Archer and stuff, or you can't do that that like really like cheesy animation that like is like Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites and things. So I don't. And like regular show. I don't know what they would do in that instance. But it would probably be. It would have to be an anime. And also more anime to announce. Skull Island. Uh, you know King Kong Skull Island. Is getting an anime show. That will take place in the MonsterVerse. And that is going to Netflix. And that's being made by the, the team that made the Castlevania anime. So Legendary is looking to expand their MonsterVerse with an anime show now based on King Kong. I'm sure it will tell the, the story in the intervening years between Kong Skull Island and Godzilla vs. Kong that comes out this year. Since there's about a 40 to 50 year gap in there depending on when it takes place. Since that's in the 70s. And of course these movies take place technically in current day. Um, that's it for TV news. And not a whole lot of stuff, just a lot of new TV show announcements, mostly on streaming. But what I do want to talk about now is the WandaVision Episode 3, which is the more 70s focused of, of the shows. And it, it turns up the cheese factor to like 11, which makes sense for, you know, 70s shows, because those, those were cheese factor up to 11, more than like 50s, the shows from the 50s and 60s. And it, it, a lot more things start to unravel, like, like Ultron is, is referenced. Um, there's more glitches in this, in the matrix with the townspeople of, of West Eastwood, Westwick. I don't even remember what the town's called, but anyway, and then the, the townspeople start to hint that they know things are up and then the vision or vision starts to notice things that are strange. And, of course, Wanda gets pregnant in this episode, and this is where... Well, she got pregnant at the end of the last episode. But this is where things kind of start to go off the rails. Like, her powers are a little more uncontrollable. 
And then we start to understand who Geraldine is, and I put that in air quotes, um, who is, if we know everything about the show casting, she's actually playing Monica Rambeau, the daughter of Carol Danvers' friend. And clearly she's working for Sh- for S.W.O.R.D. Uh, in, in some kind of investigation to see what's going on. And sh- at the end, she actually gets flung out of this this TV bubble that, that Wanda and Vision are in with, with the townspeople. And we see the sword base that's set up outside the town. So it's a lot slower of a burn than I expected in terms of finding out like the modern day stuff. So it will be interesting to see where they go this week with like the 80s stuff. Which it looks like they're going towards like, I think from what I can tell, like um, the Michael J. Fox show. Which I can't think of the name of it right now because I've never actually watched it. But of like your typical 80s sitcom and that's probably what it's going to be like because i think 90s is going to be more like roseanne and then and then of course early early 90s they're they're making fun of like the office and stuff so or early 2000s i should say so i i I can't wait to see how things go but i want to know how the modern story is progressing and and that needs to come up real quick because if they try to just dump all that exposition at the end it's not going to work well at all so we'll see how things play out, but it, I'm still kind of like meh on the show. It, it's okay. It's not great, but it's, this episode was a lot better, but it's still not, overall, it's not great. And it's mainly because of how such a slow burn it is. And it's like, I want to fucking know what's going on. Why are these episodes so short? Please, please, can we figure this shit out? And that's what's, what's making it just so, it's mediocre to me. And I, I knew they could have done better, but to me, it's just so far. And it could turn around. Again, there's several episodes left. But as of right now, it's like I said, it's like a 6.5, 7 out of 10 at the most. At the most. But I don't know. That's it. Let's. Uh, so last week, we talked about what was coming to Netflix and Disney Plus next month. Let's talk about what's coming to HBO Max next month, since we now know that's available. So a lot of DC films are coming since DC Universe just closed. Uh, Batman and Batman Returns, the Schumacher Batmans, uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, the, the cartoon. A lot of other Batman cartoons. Man of Steel is being added, Aquaman, things like this. So that that's where you can get some, some good DC films. Uh, Blade Runner Final Cut, which is one of the versions of, of Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. All Matrix movies are going to be added, as well as the Goonies. Uh, all the Saw films, if you guys are big fans of that. Uh, on the first, we're going to get the first three Austin Powers, or the first three, the all three Austin Powers movies. Uh, Bill and Ted, Bogus Journey, and Excellent Adventure will be added at the end of the month, so the first two Bill and Ted films. And then, of course, uh, the great Michael Crichton-based movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman, perfect movie to watch in 2020 and 2021. And the Oscar winner Argo, which is a very great movie directed by Ben Affleck about the uh, rescue attempt of the American diplomats in Tehran in 1979. But those are what's coming to HBO Max in February. So moving on, let's let's talk about movies, shall we? And first agenda, first thing on the agenda for Hollywood today, delays, delays, delays. More delays for movies, folks, as it it just par the course at this point. And people are probably still afraid to go into theaters. But 
Sony was the biggest announcement as well as 20th Century Films or whatever they're calling themselves now after the Disney merger. Uh, Sony has announced that Uncharted, getting its like a millionth delay at this point, Uncharted will be moving to February 11th, 2022. Ghostbusters being delayed again, this time till November 11th of 2021. Uh, Their adaptation of Cinderella, where Billy Porter will be the fairy godmother, is being delayed until July 2021, so July 6th to be exact. 16th, sorry. Peter Rabbit uh, 2, Peter Rabbit 2 is coming out June 11th, 2021. And Morbius has been delayed to January 21st, 2022. Over on the Fox side, they had several movies, some of them I never heard of, but Bob's Burgers has been, the Bob's Burgers movie has been pulled from their slate. Uh, That was supposed to come out last year. And The King's Man has moved to 8-20-2021. I know we reported last week that No Time to Die, if, did we report last week? No Time to Die has moved uh, to the fall of 2021. I don't remember if we talked about that. And A Quiet Place 2, uh, which is a Paramount film, has moved to September 17th, 2021, uh, is when those films will release. So those are all new, lovely delays Lovely, lovely de- delays. On top of that, Godzilla vs. Kong has actually moved to uh, March 30th, so about three or four days. Um, but of course, it drops on HBO Max or theaters if they're open in your region. Uh, Kevin Feige was being interviewed and was talking about the MCU and the future of the MCU, especially given that the title of Doctor Strange is the Multiverse of Madness. But he gave a hint that the multiverse will stick around in the MCU moving forward. It will be a plot point in several of the films, which everyone is already assuming that that's what's going to happen with Spider-Man 3, since Benedict Cumberbatch will be in the film as Doctor Strange, and we already have a lot of previous actors coming in to play their roles, which uh, recently Dane DeHaan said his Green Goblin will not be in the film and I'm sure a collective sigh was let out from around the world like, oh, good, because your Green Goblin was shit compared to Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, which everyone hopes and rumor is that he might be. But we'll see if it turns out to be true. Uh, Chris Hemsworth posted a photo on Instagram with Taika Waititi showing that they will begin filming on Thor Love and Thunder or Thor 4 this week in New Zealand or Australia or one of the two, which I'm very happy to hear and see because I cannot wait for that film and how it turns out. Uh, And then I I talked about at the top of the hour that, or not the top of the hour, but talked about in video games when we were talking about the Tomb Raider anime that it wasn't the only Tomb Raider story we have. Well, uh, Tomb Raider 2, or the, the sequel to the Alicia Vikander film, was supposed to release this year, of course, Everything got delayed, and with that, it lost its director. But now the film will be rewritten and has found a new director in Misha Green. Uh, she will write and direct the sequel, uh, which will star star Alicia Vikander again. Uh, Misha Green is most famous for being the creator, excuse me, and showrunner on Lovecraft Country on HBO, one of the the best new shows on HBO last year. Uh, she will be taking over. Uh, And I think they're shooting for either a 2022 or 23 release for the second Tomb Raider film in the reboot franchise, you could say. Uh, Kevin Hart has announced that he has also officially joined the Borderlands movie. So that movie keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger stars, which is a really, really good thing to see and hear. 
we'll we'll see how that movie ultimately turns out. Um, Spy Kids is also being rebooted, uh, of course, with its 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 creator still at the helm, with Robert Rodriguez going to be writing and adapting the the reboot or relaunch or however you want to call it. And if you guys don't know this, but he actually is the creator of of Spy Kids. It's really funny because he also makes like crazy horror films with uh, with with um, Quentin Tarantino. So it's 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 funny, it's funny to see um, <laughs> it's it's funny to see him him work on things like that. So that's that's a thing that that's happening. Um, Spy Kids getting rebooted. Wow, hasn't even been around that long. Um, and then HBO Max put out a new trailer for the movies that are coming. So we got new footage from Dune, um, from a couple of other movies like the the Tony Soprano. Uh, prequel that stars uh, James Gandolfini's son as a younger version of, of himself, which is really cool to see. Um, but also, we got new footage of the Suicide Squad and Space Jam: A New Legacy. Uh, not not a whole lot of stuff, but a, a a good chunk that equals up to like a less than a minute. <laughs> I'm kidding, but it no, it's enough stuff to to really get your your mind thinking. And there's a lot of a lot of things going on with with Suicide Squad. There's actually a funny interaction between Idris Elba's, char- Elba's character and John Cena's character, which I'm, I'm I like that there's some comedy in there. Um, but when it comes to Space Jam, they're like, "Welcome to the Space Jam," and I'm like, "What is going on here? What what do we got? What do we got going on? What do we got going on here? A lot of interesting things to see how it all plays out. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens and how that moves forward. Um, and I, I can't wait to see how it all plays out, but that is, is it on that. The final thing I wanted to talk about this week in regards to movies is we finally got the trailer for Godzilla versus Kong and it is fucking epic. And it's, it's, obvious it's painfully obvious that the extra time allowed them to work on the visuals and it's nice to finally see these kaiju or uh titans whatever they're calling them in in daytime because you don't in a lot of these movies they hide visual effects at night because they don't have to spend as much work on on the finer details and first thing i noticed is there's a shot where you can see godzilla's gills on on his neck and you never noticed that before i'm like did he always have gills in the other movies and he did it's like you just don't see it, and and I was like, whoa, that's really noticeable. Kong looks amazing and way bigger. He's got a fucking battle axe that looks to be made of of one of Godzilla's spines, and he use he like charges it up when Godzilla's using his atomic breath, and he fucking whacks him with it. Um, we're going into the Hollow Earth, which is really fucking cool to see, and we'll see more more different animals or kaiju of of this universe, uh, and. What what's interesting is we need to we're, we're everyone's trying to figure out why Godzilla and Kong are fighting right, and there's some awesome money shots in the trailer, and one in particular is at the beginning, and everyone thinks that it's Mecha Godzilla that you can see a hint of because it's a metallic features that looks like you can barely see it, it's like it's it's hidden up in the sky, and there's a lot of debris flying around you can barely tell what's going on in this thing, and everyone thinks that it might possibly be Mechagodzilla. 
And now people are also thinking maybe it's not regu- regular Godzilla fighting Kong. It's Mecha Godzilla in a skin suit. I don't know if I'm buying that, but I, I do want to know why they're fighting or what's causing it. But if 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 Mecha Godzilla is in it, I'm fucking in, dude. That's fucking sick. I like whatever world they're creating in this new monster verse, and I'm I'm very happy to see it all all go down. But we'll see what happens in a few short months, people. We will see if it's Mecha Godzilla or not. But that is it for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as always, check out nicksnerdnews.com, where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts pages right there, uh, where you guys can like, subscribe, share, all that fancy fun stuff. And uh, you guys can listen to us on the go or whenever you like. Also, while you're there, check out our social media feeds where you can find our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages where we post all the fun memes, all the good ones. And, of course, anything else that might be coming to Nixner News in the future will always be at NixnerNews.com. Um, uh, like I did mention, there's uh, some things I do want to talk about. Just, just basic stuff. And it it has to do with some things going on in my personal life that, unfortunately, I I can't promise over the next few weeks if 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 we're gonna have our weekly show, and I will do my best to still provide you guys with my weekly show. And my only thing with that is there may come a time in the next few weeks where we might not have an episode. And I, I can't say when, it's it's a bit of an unpredictable thing, and I I just love you guys, and I thank you guys for listening every week. Uh, it's just, I, I'm okay, I, I don't want to scare you guys, but there's just other things in my orbit, and I just want to let you guys know that if, if I miss a week, everything's okay, it's just... There's things going on that are out of my control that may prevent us to miss an episode. So as as long as you guys understand, and I want to let you guys know ahead of time, um, it's just if if I miss something, it, it, it don't worry. I'll, I should be back the next week, and uh, hopefully it's 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 I don't I, mm, I I don't know how to say it. It's just I I love you guys. And it's not anything about this. Uh, don't worry, the show's gonna keep going, right? I just, um, like I said, there's things going on that may prevent me from recording one week. So I just want you guys to know that it it's everything's gonna be okay, and I don't want you to to wonder why I don't have an episode one week. But it's it's just like I said for personal reasons. And things are outside of my control. It has nothing to do with me, per se, but like I said, things in my orbit. So, hopefully, hopefully, um, it's not soon, and hopefully it's it's quite a ways away, but I will always keep you guys noted. I just want to let you guys know ahead of time, so you guys aren't wondering, like, hey, what the hell, you didn't say anything. No, it's just, it might happen. So, just so you guys know. Uh, but with that being said, I will catch you guys on the flip side and see you next week.